better because I can't give up. Gotta keep moving forward because I can't get stuck. Don't know how to express all them things that I feel. Sometimes I wonder to myself, man, is this all even real? But then I realize that my faith's in God's hands and that this pain has a purpose. It's all a part of his plan, yeah. What's up? Welcome to The Hallway. My name is Ken Thornquist. I'm the host of The Hallway Podcast, and I'm joined today by my close friend, Michael Wolmer. Michael and I became friends a few years ago. I was doing personal training and I trained him in the gym for a couple years and then we've carried that over into his time as an adult now and now he's just my lifting partner who helps push me and I help push him a couple days a week. And so and we're still really close friends and he is bullied frequently on the game of Madden. So Michael, welcome to the podcast. I'm really excited you're here. Yeah, I have to add that in there, but it's an honor and a blessing to be here. Thanks for having me on. We'll talk more about Madden as we go along, and we'll talk about last night specifically at some point. So uh, this young man demonstrates commitment to the grind, and he's the person I wanted for this episode specifically because he has a passion for people, he has a passion for basketball, and most importantly, he has a love of Christ in his heart. All of that coming together is what led to our conversation we had a couple weeks ago when I called you. We'll dive into that, but other than that, how have you been doing? I've been doing well. It's great to be home from college for a little bit. Get to be home with family, friends, back at work. So it's a good feeling. Much needed break for sure. Good. Good. Yeah, that's awesome. The breaks are never long enough, right? Yeah, for sure. Cool. Awesome. Okay, so jumping into today, uh, we we talked about some, some really serious things in that phone call, and I just wanted to kick it off with a semi-serious question and ask you if you had any regrets on not just taking the touchdown last night? Do you have any regrets for not taking the touchdown? I, I like to live with no regrets, man. Okay. But no regrets. If I could, yeah. if I could run it back, I would have taken that touchdown considering right. I lost the game. Yeah. But I just had more faith in my offense than my defense and it showed. Yeah. It was very obvious. So Michael, but in all seriousness, we talked on the phone and I called you and I said, man, when I get, you know, hyped up on my pre-workout, and I'm leaving the gym, I just have this mindset of, I have to grind. I have to provide for my family. I have to you know, do 20 different things. And I have to make sure that I provide a life for my children that I didn't have. And, and I called to ask you from your perspective on a few different things. And so that's what I really wanna dive into for today. And I wanna talk about that grind mindset that we both have, but we both have it for different reasons. And that's what I think is really cool. Your why behind the grind every day and my why are different. Obviously, we both have to filter this first and foremost as Christians through glorifying Christ and bringing glory to him. But there are some things we want to accomplish while we're here. And hopefully by accomplishing those things, we're bringing glory to him. And so if you could just speak to what motivates you every day to push to that next level as an athlete and as a person. The main thing that motivates me is knowing that there are people out there that are still better than me. Mm. My main goal is to be better than everybody else in the weight room, on the court, off the court. I like to live by Proverbs chapter 13, verse 4, where it says, The soul of a lazy man wants and has nothing, but the soul of the diligent shall be made rich. Mm. And I've kind of shaped my life around that the past couple months. It's just that extra motivation to keep pushing and keep going. So once I got to college, I thought it was going to be sweet. Got in that weight room, and I'm one of the weakest guys in there, just being completely transparent. And that's where I go for my motivation. Yeah. 
Yeah, and that's by no fault to the personal trainer that he hired either. Though. Oh, no, not, yeah. at all, not at all. Yeah, no, it's a little, little plug in there, a little plug in there. No, no, but in seriousness, though, you get to college, it's radically different than high school. For sure. That's a, that's a really good grind. And I take it back to something I said to you one time. There's someone out there that's trying to take this all away from me. And I'm not saying even spiritually speaking, right? There are spiritual things at play that want to see me not succeed in these different areas because my heart's in the right place. And they know that if I exceed in that area, I'm going to point back to Christ. So by deterring me from being successful in that area, ultimately, it's going to affect my walk with Christ. So grinding every single day like someone's trying to take it all away from you. That's my mindset. We do have you know, similar mindsets behind all this. And I want to talk about what I said to you originally was my biggest motivation is giving my daughter and giving hopefully my future son my wife is pregnant, and so I'm hopeful. It's going to be a boy, Anna. <laughs> I'm hopeful that it's a boy, but as long as the baby's healthy. I, I grind every day with the mindset of I need to provide every single thing for my daughter and for my future kids that I didn't have. And what the Lord really put on my heart as I was driving away was, what was it that you needed as a kid, not necessarily what did you want as a kid? Mm. And so... When I think back to what I needed versus what I wanted, I wanted the Air Forces that the other kid had because I was rocking the Shacks from Kmart. <laughs> and you're too young to remember Shacks probably. But Shacks were sold at Kmart and it was a cheap alternative for you know low-income kids. And Shaq had a, a heart for that. Mm -hmm. But other kids necessarily didn't have a heart for that. And they'd pull up your, you know, your pant ankle to check your shoe. Now those aren't Air Forces. <laughs> those are Shacks. The same thing when you wore the knockoff so Tim's. Jordan logo. Yeah, there ain't no logo on there. And so I saw shoes and I saw clothes and I saw the cars that my friend's parents had. And I really wanted that. And I didn't have that as a kid. And I didn't have a father in my life. Now I had an incredible mom who did her very best to be present as much as possible. She actually was a stay at home parent. She worked from home just so she could be more active with her children, which is incredible. And I love that. But the role of the father is critical to a child's success, especially for a young man, to have that. And so I want to provide for my daughter and my future kids everything that I didn't have, but more importantly, what I needed back then. Mm -hmm. And that's what the Lord put on my heart in that moment was, what if you provide every single thing for your children that you wanted as a kid and you failed to provide what you truly needed as a kid. And I would have traded any amount of stuff for my father to be there for one day, you know? And I think about this this skit, it's in a it's in a rapper's album. And at the end the skit is if I provide for you, if I buy you the nicest things every single Christmas and every birthday, but at the age of 18, you have to go beg someone else for a job just to be able to pay your bills. I failed you as a parent. Meaning if I don't do anything else for you, you know, if I just spend all this money on you but I don't actually help you to be successful in life, then I failed you as a parent. Because all I did was buy you material possessions. But I didn't instill the, the right things in you and I wasn't a good steward of my finances to be, make sure that you were set up for success. You know, and I think about that all the time. Like when you turn 18, are you really gonna remember the nice clothes that your friend in fourth grade had that you didn't have. And that's why I called you. Because I think that from my experience, your parents have struck a beautiful balance there. 
of making sure you had nice clothes, but you didn't have, you know, an abundant 17 different pairs of right. shoes, but you had enough, you know, but you had present parents, you know, your mom or dad were at, you know, a lot of different events. So if you could just speak to the difference in maybe you didn't have every single thing that you saw your friends had or that you knew other people had, it could be even like, man, this is a really nice house, you know, wish I had this big of a house. Y'all got a pool, <laughs> you know? But the trade-off of, well, my dad was at my baseball game, mm. you know, or when I won that Golden Glove Award in 12U, you know, that meant a lot, you know, and my dad was there for that, right? Like, I don't actually know if that even happened. Was it that actually, a real thing? Yeah, yeah. It did really Golden happen. Golden Glove 10U, though. 10 you. You were close. 10 you. But yeah, I mean, I would take that trade off any day. Like, I would, it's just been such a blessing to have my parents, like, always in my life, like, regardless, because I've, I've got friends that are missing a father figure, missing their mom, and it's just been great to see how my dad can, like, contribute to their lives as a father figure. Mm. And it's just been a great thing to see like just for my friend's life and also in mine, knowing that my dad is, is that guy, like he's caring and he's, he's going to do anything to make sure that anyone can succeed. And he's definitely done that for me my whole life. Like yeah. my, it all started when I started playing baseball around the age of five and he always took the, took the lead. He's like, I'm going to be your coach. He's like, let's go. And I just learned so much through him through a game of baseball, a game of basketball. I mean, we're out here getting shots up right now, and he's coaching me through it. Yeah. And even though I may seem, like, angry on my face because he's trying to tell me what to do, <laughs> but I truly am grateful for that. Yeah. And they've always made sure, you know, we had clothes on our back, we had a roof over our head, we had food on our plate, and they always made sure that we knew the differences between needs and wants. Mm. And everything that we wanted isn't always what we need yeah even though we portray it like that and that's how society may portray it and but i'm just really thankful to have parents who have always been there supporting me since day one yeah that's awesome do you think that it helped that they took the time to explain the two differences in that yeah for sure because i can definitely see in my life now like i know my dad's always saying i'm blowing money but i'm not going out to stores and like buying buying any like Fendi Prada like none of that stuff like I don't need any of that yeah like clothes is clothes shoes is shoes they all do the same job but yeah. my parents have always like made that clear like get what you need and not always what you want if you have a little extra here and there you know you can get what you want every once in a while but then not just go blow everything on once and make sure you have what you need first yeah did you guys shop at Goodwill as kids a little bit. A little, a little bit, bit sometimes. sometimes. I always lucked out if I found like a name brand thing at Goodwill. It was like the nicest thing in the world. It's always usually been Walmart for us. Walmart? Always Walmart, Walmart. yeah. I'll tell you, when, when Walmart started carrying Reebok and some of these other brands, mm -hmm. you know, or when I pulled up with you with those basketball shoes I had on and you're yeah. like, bro, <laughs> I was like, these are Kyrie's. You're like, those are not Kyrie's. <laughs> that's awesome. Cool. So, yeah, I, I think that that's, that's incredible that, you know, and, and I love that you give credit to you know, your mom, too, for, for being that foundational piece. And I know you're really close with your mom. And oh, yeah, my mom was way that hard, for sure. <laughs> so we, we talked about the needs versus the wants and things like that. We're going to dive into how this carried over into your college experience. So you, you have 
present father, present mother as a child. Maybe you don't have every single thing that catches your eye, but you have enough and you're content with that. Your parents, at least one of them is at, you know, almost every, probably every event, right? Yeah. 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 It's always been all throughout like middle school, high school, parents have always been at most of my games, everything that they can make it to, they're there. And going into college, I'm thinking I'm two and a half hours away, you know, it's going to die down. My parents went to eight to 10 of my games, just driving two and a half hours there, two and a half hours back. Yeah. Just, it's just amazing to know that I could be as far as Iowa yeah. and my parents are still going to come out and support me. It just means the world to me. Yeah, that's awesome. And, and one of the goals of this episode is to encourage, you know, the young adult who might be battling with that need versus want. You know, and where they can be appreciative of what they have in that, you know, in that moment in their walk to where they can appreciate the maybe the, only the one parent that's present. You know, for me, there were times as a kid that I was super ungrateful, but at least I have a parent because there's some kids that are coming home, parents working or single parent working two, three jobs that there's no one you're coming home to. You know, you're coming home to you and your siblings or if you're a single you know, child, just coming home and sit in the house by yourself. So I really wanted this episode to dive into the heart behind that a little bit and kind of give two different perspectives from how you were raised versus how I was raised, but ultimately coming to the same conclusion, being grateful for the experiences you've had. So, and then speak to it as a, as a college athlete, seeing your parents in the stands, you know, all the time, even when, and let's be honest here, even when the games aren't always going the way you want them to, yeah. right? I but you've seen a game where it didn't go the way you wanted, but... <laughs> But we drove out there to to see you, and then yeah. it's not only like see we're gonna spend time with you, we're gonna go out to eat. I went one time for that, and I was like, man, that's a far drive, you know, to <laughs> you know not see my boy dunk. But you know, just speak to it from a student athlete perspective, looking up at the stands and getting to see your parents. Man, it's the, it's the best feeling in the world. Like, I'm just grateful and thankful, like even that you and Anna came out, and made that trip. Parents, Leah came. It's just a great feeling to see everybody up there knowing that they're always going to support me no matter how far I am or no matter what I do. Yeah. And I even got Maya calling me after games, asking me how it's going because she's all the way in Minneapolis. And it's just great knowing that I have all these people here for me still. Yeah, that's awesome. Has it changed at all your father screaming from the stands in high school versus college? Does it feel any different? No, not at all. Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's very passionate. I love that about him. He's always been very passionate, and yeah, it's... That one game I went to at, at Richwoods when you guys played Notre Dame, and your dad just kept getting up, and I was like, oh, that's what we doing? All right, all right. Oh, that's heated. That's a heated one. Yeah, that's a heated one. Richwoods versus Notre Dame, always heated. Yeah. Every single sport. It could be tennis, and it's the most heated thing ever. <laughs> that's awesome. You know, the purpose of the podcast is to talk about when a door has closed in your life, and you believe another one's going to open, there's something better for you down here. But we have to go through a duration of time that I felt like was not really talked about a lot, which is the hallway. Because I've never seen two doors that are directly, you know, side by side. There's an assumed hallway that takes place. And so when everyone always says that too, right? In times of comfort, you yeah. know, don't worry, you know, God closed the door, he's gonna open another one. Mm -hmm. And it's like, yeah, this it's gonna be a little bit, you know. <laughs> one of the big things in here is in any interview I do, and you're the first interview, which I'm like blessed that you I'm honored man no I'm, I'm blessed by you man and for you to be willing to do this step out of your comfort zone talk about some stuff that you know might be a little bit different for you but I wanted to drop in there a unique moment I want this in every interview 
I want you to tell me about your hallway experience. All right, so my hallway experience, honestly, has been this whole first year of college. It's, it was just completely different, like, from academic standpoint, athletic standpoint. I already spoke on how, like, on the court and in the weight room, it's completely different than what I thought it was going to be. And in high school, I finished with a 3-3 GPA, which is pretty solid. And But I never did any homework. I always had, like, 70 missing assignments every year just because I didn't need to do the homework. I could just take the test, get an A or a B, and move on. And I thought college was going to be the same thing, and it was not by any means. So I had a really rough first semester, but I ended up picking it back up second semester. But that whole first year of college is just that hallway moment for me. I, in November, I lost one of my friends from high school to suicide, mm. and that was the biggest loss since my uncle in in March of that same year. Yeah. And then right before Christmas break, I had to call my grandfather for the last time because they had him on on life support and they said that they were going to pull the plug. And it's just going through all those little adversities. First year of college is just why we grind, you know? Yeah. Just got to do whatever we can to stay motivated and stay focused. But yeah, I'd say this whole year has just been my hallway moment. And yeah. I'm just glad I'm still here and that I can start it off new next year. Yeah. And that's the beautiful part, you know, of the hallway. I think that God uses that time to grow us. You know, it's an opportunity for him to grow us before we get to this next thing. Right. If I take you exactly how you are and I take you directly into this next season, whatever. We just talked about this in church. I just preached on a sermon series based around the fruit of the spirit. Right. Mm -hmm. The fruit needs time to develop. It needs time to get all the nutrients to grow. Right. So if door A closes here, door B opens here and we go right into that, the same person, we might experience some of the same things. But if he allows us that experience to be in the hallway and the beautiful thing about the hallway is he's not leaving us alone. He's just not opening that door at that time because he has a purpose. And I say it all the time. We can question God's methods. We can never question his motive. Good. Yeah. His motive is to grow you and conform you to the image of his son. His method, we might not like. I like that part. I like what you just said, right? Mm -hmm. You know, God, you know, grow me and conform me. All right, that sounds good. And God's like, all right, cool. I'm going to have to stretch you out a little bit. Said, though. Watch this. You don't know what's coming. <laughs> God's perfect and he's a perfect father. But anyone who's had a parent, sometimes we're like, man, why are you doing this to me? You know, mm -hmm. why don't you? You know, let me go do what I want to go do or stuff like that. You're kind of questioning the father, you know. We do that. Yeah. Where we're in the hallway, right? And then I talk about it. As you're going through the hallway, if you look at the podcast cover, there's other doors we can go down. And there's arms sticking out of those doors representing some of the spiritual forces that are going on behind the scenes. Yeah. I'd say definitely in my hallway experience, I've felt myself growing further apart from God. Mm. You just think, like, why is God letting all these things happen to me and my family? Yeah. And But this summer, I've really been diving deeper into Scripture and just trying to remain faithful. Yeah. Does it hurt more because your family, they're all Christians, your dad's a pastor, you know, your mom was very active in the church as well. Because your family is so rooted in Christ, does it hurt more when you go through this yeah for sure they got a great marriage raised great kids and they're just super holy people so it's like 
when my mom loses her brother and then within that same year loses her father. It's like, like I, I know she was doubting God. Yeah. You lose someone that close to you, you're going to doubt God. It does hurt more. Yeah. I'm like, why is this happening to me? But more importantly, why is this happening to my mom? Mm. Why is this happening to my dad, my sisters? It's a harder thing to think about for sure. Yeah. And I think as a man, it's easy to feel like you need to shoulder that burden a little bit. You got to stay strong. Yeah. yeah you got to be the strong, you know, you got to be the strong friend. Or in this case, you got to be the strong yeah. sibling. That's where my mom has really made a huge impact. Cause she's told me, cry when you need to. Yeah. She's been the one to tell me to be vulnerable, be emotional. And my dad's chipped into it too, but it's my mom that's really telling me, you need to cry when you need to. You can't leave everything bottled up inside. And yeah. Little Bible IQ test, but the shortest verse in scripture. Jesus wept. All right, cool. All right. Pastor's kid, man. Come on now. <laughs> so we covered a lot of the different topics. You know, we, we talked about the grind mindset. We talked about our why behind it. We talked about how we have different values behind the grind, your parents' involvement versus having material possessions. And I just want to say, I've shifted my mindset. If Lillian has basic material possessions, but I'm able to play with her like I did last night for three hours, and we're doing, bro, Red <laughs> Rover, Red Rover, freeze tag, football, route running, basketball, cartwheel competition. The whole nine. Man, I was like, and I wasn't exhausted at all. You know, this is so life-giving for me to see my daughter. And it was so cool. At one point, my nephew was arguing with some other little kid and Lillian started tearing up. And I was like, why are you tearing up? She said, because he's trying to get into it with my cousin, dad. He's trying to get into it with my cousin. I saw this passion within her for her family. Mm -hmm. And I was like, hey, that's love right there. Yeah, you raised that, man. Yeah. And, but if I'm not there to raise that, right? But she has nice shoes on. It's a waste. You know, I have a friend of mine used to tell me like, man, don't you want to pass your kid down with warm hands, millions of dollars? That'd be nice. Oh yeah, for sure. Be real nice. I'd like you to pass me down millions of dollars with warm hands too, <laughs> you know? But no, I'd rather my kid have a bunch of life lessons and, and honestly equipped her with the skills and everything she needs where if she wants to go achieve that, she can. Yeah. Where she's not battling childhood trauma because she didn't have her father around or her father was a drunk or whatever the case may be, right? Where she's like, no, I had a normal, you know, normal upbringing. My dad was always around. He didn't know, he never skipped a volleyball game, you know? And we always had enough. Like, hearing you say that has always encouraged me. And honestly, your parents have been an encouragement to me. You know, your mom and dad are like spiritual parents to me. They are just an awesome representation of a Christ-like marriage. I've learned more from your dad about parenting than I've learned from anyone else. Seeing how he is with you. Loved on you despite, you know, things that happen in life. And it's helped equip me. But seeing them strike that balance. Because I've never seen you go without. And it's a testimony to what happens when God blesses your life. When you're walking in obedience and walking in his will for your life. And I think your parents have represented that really well. And I think that you're seeing the fruit of that in their life. And it's going to spur you on to yeah, want that for sure. your life. Before we go, I just wanted to ask you, do you have any advice for college students, specifically like first year college students who might come into it with this mindset? This is going to be similar to high school. So if you could drop a few bits of knowledge there for us. Yeah. First things first, it is not high school. <laughs> you're going to find yourself surrounded with wrong crowds and wrong people. And you might end up doing some wrong things, but keep your mind focused on what you need to do. You want this degree, 
you got to go get it. You want to play basketball at a higher level, you got to go get it. That's my biggest piece of advice. When you want something, you got to go out there and get it. Stay motivated, stay focused. How easy is it to be distracted when you're in that process? It's very easy. You got all these distractions around you. You got friends coming in saying, let's go to this party. You know you got a test at nine in the morning. You have to study for it. And a lot of decision making, because you're on your own. You don't have your parents there. You're just there by yourself and your friends. So you got to make those choices and decisions on your own. Yeah. And I think that one thing I love about our friendship, we learn this together, is that in the gym, whether it's playing ball or it's weightlifting, you get out of it exactly what you put into it. Very true. You put in 40% effort, you're getting that return. Mm -hmm. If you want that next level of physically in the best shape of my life, the amount of work I have to put in. And we got people that want 100% results with a 20% work ethic. Mm. You know? And it's trying to shift that every day to, I don't want that 100% goal and I want to I want to pursue this. I want to go D2. I want to go D1 with a high school grind. And it's not going to work. Yeah, Over sure. to, you know. And I think one of the ways you can do that is by looking at some of the people that have already achieved success in those areas and seeing what did they do to get there. And honestly, I think we just witnessed that with the NBA Finals, where you know the most valuable player in the game is not the most athletic player out there on the court, right? But that level of work ethic is dramatically different. Some of these basketball players were raised with such a solid work ethic that they're in bed by 9 p.m. because they know they gotta be up at 4 a.m. to get in a few thousand shots, while the other dude's sleeping who's more athletically gifted, the other dudes sleep until 8 a.m., getting up and maybe not even hooping before practice, right? Mm. All right, well, which one's going to bear more fruit? Because that grind and that hard work ethic beats that natural talent nine times out of ten. You can have this natural, how many people you met in your basketball career that are just athletically gifted? Just naturally gifted. Yeah. But if they don't put that work in, then... It's not going to matter. You're not putting the work in the weight room. You're not going out there and sharpening your craft. It's not going to bear the same level of fruit. Very true. So it's awesome. Michael, I'm really excited for this episode. Thank you for joining me. This concludes episode three of the Hallway Podcast, and I look forward to seeing you next week. Thank you.